Well, good morning and welcome to Freedom Baptist Church. Uh, This is our podcast, our message for this morning. We're so glad that you can make it here uh, to see this today. And uh, if you're a member, you're welcome. If you're a visitor, you're especially welcome. And uh, we want to serve you in any way that we can. Especially today, we want to welcome our mothers and uh, just say how much we appreciate and love you, all that you do for our families. We have a special message just for mothers today, uh, but it will be applicable to everyone. And so uh, we pray and hope that you will continue to watch as we have some music first and then also get into our message a little bit later. So we are continuing to meet, of course, uh, online. We're, we're doing Sunday school and also uh, Wednesday night Bible study online. So we hope that you will join us. Uh, with those, you just need to contact me at 812-215-9724, and I'd be glad to get you information as to how you can participate. Uh, we pray that you will be praying with us as we make decisions about what it's going to look like to reopen services at Freedom Baptist Church. And uh, we need your guidance. We need your wisdom on that as well. And so be praying for us. And uh, feel free to send us any comments that you can about what it might look like for Freedom Baptist Church to reopen. Uh, We want to, uh, of course, open our service in prayer. Uh, You can always go to our website and leave a prayer request. And then also you can uh, also uh, go to our website uh, and look for uh, prayers uh, that have been requested. And so you can join with us in praying as well. And so we're going to open our time in prayer. We're going to be praying for our church, praying also for our offering. Uh, that is being taken up uh, and there's information at the end about how you can send in your offering. But let's begin our service with prayer and then we'll go right into a Mother's Day welcome and then also a song before our sermon today. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to meet even though it's virtually and online. We know that uh, your word is true. We know that in whatever format it takes, as long as we preach the truth, that it's going to have its desired effect. And so we pray that you would help us uh, to listen to your word today and to be encouraged by it uh, and to be changed by it. We pray also for our offering that is being taken, that uh, this offering, which is specifically going to go to the Baptist Children's Home, will be uh, the amount that you have decided it to be and that it would be used to help kids Uh, to grow up in a somewhat normal home and get training that they need for the challenges of life. And so we ask that you would multiply it and we pray that you would also be with all those who are sick and needy today, that we could uh, reach out to them and and help them in some way. Uh, Father, be with the rest of our service. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. And now for a special video for our mothers and then a song to open our song service.
Well, welcome back. I really hope that you enjoyed that video and the song that we sang today. Hope you had an opportunity to sing along with the song. These are not just songs to put up on the screen or to see on your television screen or computer screen, but really look at the words and uh, sing along with us. We'll have one at the close of our service as well. Well, today we have a sermon that's entitled Mothers Who Make Disciples. And our scripture today is going to be from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. And so let's go ahead and just begin by uh, reading the scripture together. And I hope that you have your Bible. I have my Bible open up here as well. And uh, I'll give you a few seconds to turn to that scripture. Uh, this is a, a message that I think will be very pertinent for today, especially in view of the time that mothers have been spending at home with the coronavirus situation. And so let's go, just go ahead and turn to the scripture and we will read this. Uh, starting in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as I did my ancestors. Remember your with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Let's pray. Father, once again, we come to you and pray and just ask that at this time you would open our hearts to hear the message of this part of your scripture, that we would understand that mothers play such an important role in the disciple making of their children and it's uh, not them alone it's fathers as well but it's the mothers who are with the children usually most during the day and have the greatest opportunity to make an impact and so we're thankful for our mothers but we also challenge them to look at the example of this grandmother and mother and the influence that they had on young timothy's life in helping him to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And teach us this, this day. We ask these sayings in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I just love this section of Scripture. In fact, I love the whole relationship between Paul and Timothy. Paul, of course, here in the Scripture, as we have just read, is the Apostle Paul, the one who was called by the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus, whose life was dramatically changed from someone who would persecute the church to someone who would be the church's main uh, uh, leader, uh, especially to those who are going to the um, people who are going to the Gentiles, taking the gospel to the Gentiles. And so Paul is the author of this letter that's being sent to this uh, young disciple, Timothy. Uh, Paul calls Timothy his son in the faith. And so we believe that Paul was probably instrumental in, uh, in Timothy coming to his faith. Uh, Timothy, of course, was a uh, Jew who had a uh, father who was a Gentile. And so uh, 
Uh, he, he was uh, mixed in his ethnicity. And uh, so his, his, uh, the ladies on the side of his family, his mother and his grandmother were uh, Jewish and his father was Gentile. So it must have made for an interesting childhood for him. Uh, Timothy was instrumental in Paul's ministry. He was a big help to Paul. He went on at least one of his missionary trips along with him. Uh, Paul was from, or excuse me, Timothy was from the area of Lystra, which is in Turkey today, uh, kind of that area known as Galatia. And so uh, that's very important to know as well. And then probably Timothy ended up being a pastor at uh, the church in Ephesus. And so Paul is writing this letter to Timothy because he wants desperately for what he has known, what Paul has come to know about the gospel to be passed on to future generations. And so he has instilled much of his life and his teaching into the person of Timothy. And he wants that to be passed along to uh, further generations of Christians. And so Paul very much wants to instill within the life of Timothy this verse which was given to us by the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus said, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And so Jesus also wants this message to be passed on from person to person. He wants us to go into all the earth and make disciples. And then as we are making disciples, baptizing them, and as we are baptizing, teaching them to become obedient to the commandments of God. And ultimately, what it means to be saved is, be is to be saved from our disobedience to God and to be saved unto obedience to God and therefore enjoy an eternal life with him. And so Paul has been discipling Timothy to take his place. Uh, and yet we know that Paul was not the only disciple maker in his life. And this is where his grandmother and his mother come into focus. They were essentially in the early life of Timothy, his disciple makers. And so they play a very instrumental role. They play a, play a pivotal role in the life of Timothy. And we need mothers like this today. We might as well say right up front that this is kind of the conclusion of this message is that we need mothers and also fathers uh, who are involved in raising their children to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Not just teaching them about school, not just teaching them about uh, the things of life, but also teaching them about Jesus and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so let's look at Eunice and Lois, these two disciple makers of Timothy. They were, of course, Jewish believers. They had been brought up the, in the Jewish faith and they knew the scriptures. They understood the scriptures. Uh, Timothy, as we mentioned before, uh, was uh, fathered by a Gentile. And so the Gentile, of course, uh, we don't know if he had a religion at all or maybe was an atheist, did not believe in God. Uh, but he surely probably did not contribute to Timothy and his spiritual upbringing and may have even posed as a, a problem. 
he may have not wanted uh, Timothy to grow up uh, being a Jew, but it, it seems as though the ladies in this situation um, uh, won over this discussion and they were able to instill within Timothy uh, the tenets of the Jewish faith. And so uh, Acts 16.1 helps explain it a little bit. It says that Paul also came to Derby and to Lystra and there was a disciple there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. And so here we begin to see the beginnings of a multi-generational timeline of people who would grow up in the Christian faith. And so we have Lois and Eunice who became Christians. They instilled the word of God into Timothy and Timothy would then pass along those things uh, to other believers as he was a pastor in the church of, of Ephesus. And so they knew the scriptures. Uh, Lois and Eunice, they knew the scriptures and uh, they took the time and the effort uh, to help teach Timothy the scriptures so that he would know them. Because let's face it, the Gentile father was not going to do that. And they taught the scriptures to Timothy in such a way that he could teach others as well. And so these disciple makers, Lois and Eunice, they certainly had some adversity that they must overcome. There might have been a lack of interest, as I said, from the father. He was a Gentile. He was absent probably from Timothy's spiritual life and upbringing. Uh, Timothy, we know, was not circumcised until later, and so we understand from that, that the father probably had no uh, say so in the matter. And really the point here is that he had no spiritual upbringing from the father. And unfortunately we see families very much in this situation. And aren't we thankful for the mothers who take the time uh, to take their children to church, who spend time with them at home. And let me just reiterate how important it is that we have fathers who would be teaching these things also. In fact, the scripture says that the father should be like a pastor within the home. And so the father provides the leadership, but very often delegates to the um, wife, uh, the, the upbringing, spiritual upbringing, um, although the father should be involved in those things. And so the father in this situation as a Gentile possibly could have made things more difficult for them. You know, he could have made uh, questions of them. He could have asked questions like, what are you meeting again? Are you wanting to give money to the church again? Uh, why are you doing all these things? We don't know what difficulties that they encountered, but it's, it's evident that as two ladies bringing up uh, Timothy, that they had to uh, overcome adversity. And we need to do that in our lives as well. We know that there are going to be things that want to compete for our time. We know that it's going to be easier maybe to set the child down in front of the TV or the tablet and let them entertain themselves. But we need to overcome that temptation and rise up to the challenge of adversity in our lives and make sure that we are uh, having our children spend time, quality time, in the Word. And they did exactly that. These disciples makers taught Timothy the Scriptures. They did the work, the preparation that was necessary to eventually be able to send out Timothy into the world of ministry and in fact, into the world of missionary service. And so they did that work. 
And we see that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, just a couple chapters over from where we've been reading. And uh, Paul says this about Timothy and his upbringing. He says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And Timothy learned the word of God from his mother and his grandmother, Eunice and Lois. He also learned it from Paul as well. I'm sure he went through very rigorous training with Paul on what the gospel was. But in the beginning, he learned his love for the scriptures from his mother and his grandmother. And what, what a tremendous blessing that is to have someone in your family who loves the scripture and is able to share that with you. I know as a young man growing up, uh, I did not have much exposure to the church, but I did have a grandmother who loved Jesus and who loved the Word of God. And when I would go and visit her and stay with her uh, along with some of my cousins, every evening she would tell us the stories of Samson and Delilah and the stories of uh, David and Goliath. And I learned to love those stories even though I was not raised in church. So. Mothers, as you put your children uh, to sleep, maybe you read them stories from the Bible. I just commend you for doing that. We need to do uh, even more and more of that so that our young people grow up knowing the scriptures and trusting in the scriptures. We know that the scripture itself says that all scripture is breathed out or inspired by God. We know that it's profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That's from 2 Timothy 4, uh, 3.16, excuse me. And uh, that's such an important verse for all of us to kind of grab a hold of, that the scriptures are not just an old book that is covering, that's uh, being covered in dust and not being read, but this scripture is living and active, and it's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. And it will lead us into the way of proper teaching and will, will guide and direct us uh, throughout our whole life. And that's what Timothy received from these two ladies who were willing uh, to be his disciple makers. And then the disciples makers, uh, Eunice and Lois, they surrendered their disciple Timothy to God for service. Eventually, as much as they loved Timothy, he became a Christian and Paul came along and said, this is a young man whom I can use in my ministry. And Timothy, will you come and follow me on this missionary endeavor? And Timothy, because he'd been raised in the scriptures, knew the importance of the gospel, knew the importance of every person having an opportunity to hear the gospel. And even though he may have been an introvert or somewhat Timothy, uh, timid, he believed in the power of God. He believed in the power of God's word to change lives. And so he left home uh, with Paul, ready to share the gospel, leaving Lois and Eunice behind, them having done a very good work in his life. And so the obvious question is, what about us? Are we raising our kids in such a way that they see the truth of God's word? And if called into ministry, they would be willing uh, to go into ministry. Uh, that is my prayer. I hope that is your prayer. That can be a difficult prayer. I prayed that for my kids as they were growing up. And uh, my daughter, Crystal, as you know, 
is in the ministry as a missionary. And uh, it's probably the best prayer I've ever prayed for her. But in some ways, it's also a very difficult prayer because um, sometimes your children leave and go into other parts of the land. But we do what God wants, right? What we, we go where he follows and where he leads. And he has led them to a good place in Argentina. And they are doing good work there, work that will last for a lifetime. So what are we to do with this information we've received today about the example of Lois and Eunice? Well, we are to make disciples. We are to make disciples. We are to be disciples ourselves. We are to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation. And we are to trust in him also for the life after we receive him. We are to be conformed to the image of Christ. And we are to go and share the gospel with everyone. And with those who believe, we are to baptize them. And we are to teach them the scriptures so that they too might make disciples just like we have made disciples. And so Timothy is told to, flan, is to fan into flame the gift that he has had, and we too must look at the gifts that God has given us and fan them into flame so that we can too make disciples for the Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us a wonderful help in the person of the Holy Spirit who gives us power, enables us to love, and gives us self-control and discipline. He allows us to share in suffering for the sake of the gospel. And so are you ready to do that today? I know it may seem a little bit overwhelming, but for those of you who are mothers, let me just say thank you for what you are doing with your kids at home. I mean, it's obvious as I talk to some of the younger couples in our church that they are, uh, they are teaching their sons and their daughters the scriptures. They are spending time with them. As you have noticed, it can't always be the church who does that. I love when the little kids come together and they go down to Bible school or Sunday school and or show up for vacation Bible school and they're there and they're eager to learn the scriptures. I love that part of it. But ultimately, the responsibility for discipling your child is with their family. It's the mom and the dad's responsibility. And so will you take that responsibility today? Uh, our church stands ready and willing to help you in any way that we can, whether it's literature or Bible studies or videos to show your kids that will help them. Just remember, don't be absent from your child's spiritual upbringing, whether you are a mother or a father who are hearing this. Both of you have responsibilities. You cannot give that responsibility away. Let's close by listening to a verse from Deuteronomy chapter 6 about the parent's role in bringing up their child in the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you this day shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you are in your house. And when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. 
That verse is such an important verse for us who are parents or grandparents. It says that we are teach our children to love the Lord our God above all else. And that we are to take these words, the words of Scripture, and we are to teach them to our children so that it not only invades their head, but it also invades and overtakes their heart so that they love God, not as a sense of duty, but as a sense of true love for what God is, who he is, and what he has done for us by sending his son on the cross to die for our sins. And so let's join together in raising our kids as disciples of Jesus Christ. And we thank you mothers who daily take care of our children, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this message and for these words that challenge each and every one of us, whether we are male or female, that we have a responsibility to our children to bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. This is their greatest opportunity to hear the pure gospel where they can, uh, without fear, ask questions and come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we pray for our mothers who have this responsibility. We pray for our fathers as well who have this responsibility that they would train up their child in the way that they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. We thank you for this. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.